Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons in this house. Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur blossoms? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Welcome back to the Deep Share. We are hanging with Shane and Andreas and Thomas. Everybody's in the house. We're going to have a good time tonight. How's everybody doing? Fucking great, dude. I'm so excited. I lost my voice, but I don't give a shit, dude. I had to be here for this shit. Fuck yeah. He was screaming at me just right before this namaste. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, blessed moment to be here. Thomas and I, this is our second uh, recording today. Together, yeah, you guys so. are going haul, oh, the shit. long haul. Dude, I appreciate dude, you guys being here. bonding, yeah. Uh, dude, when you first posted about this, I, I'm not even lying. In the back of my head, I was like, man, I wish I could be involved in that one. That one's going to be fun. <laughs> and you messaged me like 10 minutes later, and I was so in, bro. So that's, that's a beautiful synchronicity because it just keeps on going. Because when I saw you hit the like button, that's when I messaged you, but I was already going to invite you. Yeah. So that, that just reminded me like, oh, yeah, invite people. And that's when I was like, yeah. I should just make this a group thing. So I actually also invited a few others that may or may not show up. We'll see what happens, but whatever. Yeah. They'll come, they're going to come in late. Hey, can right. I throw an icebreaker out really quick? Please do. At what, at what year, I guess, did you hear about, know about, care about Alex Jones? Um, that's, uh, I was about 13 years old. My buddy Joe was like really like into, he just thought it was hilarious. And like, so I didn't really listen to what he, Alex Jones was actually saying until I was about 16 years old. And because he would like, we would just be having casual conversation and he would just start playing Alex Jones in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes he'd play the out of context shit on purpose. And like, you'd just be talking and having a regular conversation like so some kid's shit. And uh, you hear fucking interdimensional space demons, you know, gay frog, you know. He was like a meme. Sex with those dudes old, over there, old, they look good. How old are you? Uh, I'm 26. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, so that would have been like, yeah, okay. So like, I'm I'm lucky enough to I I'm a little older now, so like I it was like 1997. I was like second grade, 
there you when go. I started hearing it on the radio. That's when I was born. What? <laughs> <laughs> so is Bella Thorne, and so is James Cameron's Titanic. So a lot of beautiful things happened in 1997. I think. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Star Fox 64. Dog. Ooh, good choice. Um, but yeah, no. So like, I remember kind of just. I remember like it was not like voice yet. It was like right. still, um, it was more about like coast to coast times and so it was like the idea of like they're gonna start using technology to um like panoptic on you that was like the first time i was really hearing about that and i knew a lot of people in silicon valley and everything so mm. that was a that was like the the introduction to him i also knew a lot of people that were like freemasons or resicrucians or whatever like as a kid we'd go to the resicrucian temple and stuff in school mm-hmm. so i i found it interesting that like there's is to me i knew more people that were like yeah there's people out there that wear tinfoil hats and they they think that we're evil you know and so like to, to, so alex jones was like really interesting to me because he had this whole like opinion that was so opposite of what i was taught in little california town <laughs> my, my first introduction to him was actually through the psychedelic lens because i was watching any weird movie i could get my hands on and my friend showed me a film called Waking Life. And it was like this really beautiful uh, movie, like an artsy movie with like this overlay of like Adobe Flash and all kinds of cool filters on it and stuff like you were dreaming. But it was so cool. There was a scene with this ranting, raving lunatic that was just turning redder and redder and redder. And eventually he gets like black bagged and thrown in a van or something like that. I, I can't remember the details, but that was my first introduction to him. Then the next time was a that's few years later. That's, that's Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Yeah, the first the waking life, he's like yelling with a megaphone in a car. He's you know? driving he's around, just the block driving around is, screaming like we do on podcasts. Really, which is what he really did. Actually. Right. Alex yeah. Jones, I think, still does that. But he drive <laughs> he used to drive around and he had, now he has an armored car, but he used to do that in, in uh, Austin. I guess he also goes to fly jetpack spraying human feces on people. <laughs> but he didn't, at the time, he didn't have that voice yet. So, like, the thing is, his voice got more and more from yelling all the time, which right. I, I always associated with a demon. I don't want to go into that yet. But Not like, yet. Not yet. Yeah. What, and I just want to, because th- I heard of Alex Jones fresh out of the military. Actually, I was still in the military and I was in Texas. And I remember seeing something on the TV that he had gone two places. First, he had gone to the DMV and gotten arrested at the DMV because they were starting to do like a thumbprint to scan or something like that. And this is late 90s, early 2000s. And then he gets arrested again at SeaWorld because they're doing the same thing or they wanted to put like a bracelet on you. So when you went into the park, you would kind of like scan your bracelet in. And he was basically there like, I'm not going to let this happen, you know, not in the state of Texas, blah, blah, blah. And from there, I think it was the police state videos. And then, you know, I had 9-11 had just happened. So I think that was my entry point, which probably like right in the year, like 2000 and 2001. Yeah, because like right, like I was about to say like a couple of years later or whenever it was, it was like right when, uh, well, actually I had, I had heard uh, the Bill Cooper thing with him, like how he hated Alex Jones. That was like the second time I, because I loved Bill's book when I was younger. That was like mind blowing to me. And then like he hated Alex Jones and it was like interesting to watch that unfold too, you know? Right. I mean, it's obviously worth mentioning. Like um, I was, I mean, we could, 
I, can we ask about when did you become aware like were you aware of bill hicks beforehand like did you watch bill hicks videos oh you... man yeah we should cover that a little bit huh i'm i'm like so against the, not against but like i'm so skeptical about the idea I mean, that he I is know, i know alex and I'm yeah really i know you do I know and like i don't think he's like bill hicks but it's pretty freaking interesting that bill hicks's last things was going to record Waco and to uh, the ATF, um, the ATF uh, incidents that he was trying to cover, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he it is interesting, like where one leaves off, the other does begin. That is, yeah, that is that is very interesting. It's almost like uh, you know, like you, me, David, Thomas talk about on Sync Tank often that it, the synchronicities are most of the time beyond human uh, manufacturing and stuff like that. It's forces beyond. I Perhaps do have some supernaturalis. I've got some evidence to the counter of Bill Hicks and uh, Alex Jones being the same person. And this is, if you can find it, there was a time that Doug Stanhope brought Alex Jones up on stage to be his opener for a comedy club. And he does the exact opposite of warming up the crowd. He basically just gets a bunch of people pissed off right before Stanhope gets on and he just like Alex Jones ends the stand-up routine I guess that he was trying to warm up with like USA USA you're all damn commies and like like literally like picking fights with individual people and then uh, you know Stanhope actually, comes on is this just misdirection of Bill that's, Hicks that's literally what Bill Hicks does sometimes have you seen <laughs> no, any of the Bill Hicks man. well I, I've seen the Freebird one like which that. is my favorite Bill Hicks routine. yeah I mean there are there there's only like there's not a lot on YouTube uh, for some reason they've no it's gone down. yeah a lot of it's like, gone but like there there were a lot of recordings of Bill Hicks and he did freak out I mean, he would freak was, he would freak out. He would kick chairs. He'd throw things. And, like, I mean, it was, he got to, it was also at the peak of George Carlin's whole Krusty the Clown authenticity movement, where he's like, I can't just sell phone plans anymore. I got to, like, burn money and, like, tell you, they're all after you. You know, that's like, that's his demographic. So, I mean, that became the thing to be a comic, I think, also. That's and, true. That's true. Yeah. But then he, I mean, then he realized, like, you can't be a comic. I think Alex Jones, I mean, Alex Jones did, at least. I don't that's interesting that he has like some roots in stand-up that's yes yeah. <laughs> everybody's like started i saw something the other day like the amount of people that became famous that started out casually in a reality tv show you know like, right like, i do that <laughs> can, can i just float maybe a contrived analogy and just see if it, it hits with anyone but you mentioned um william cooper's beef with alex jones and mm-hmm. i always kind of see in my mind it's almost like a Greco-Roman wrestler getting real mad that, you know, like Randy Man Savage is all of a sudden taking all of the credit and getting all this money and like turns it into a career. Or yeah. is William Cooper Randy Man Savage and then Alex Jones is like the ultimate warrior, the guy that comes in and it's just all aesthetic and it's like none of the fundamentals, but just playing into it harder and harder. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. Going yeah. into this like professional wrestling analogy. For all the yeah, I love it. I have the guy. He's pretty based, like as a, like as a human being. Like you want to. Well, so like, was Ultimate oh, Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was based. You want You if you grew up yeah. with Alex Jones, you wanted to be your Christ. You're like, oh, be our Messiah, you know. And it's like he's a human being, and right. he's such a human being. It's actually amazing when he's not drinking. 
drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's a great, he's a loving, wonderful, like, it's real. That part yeah, I've true. seen that too. I've definitely seen that. And I, I don't, I never saw enough of Bill Cooper other than like, I mean, he was a very staunch family man, but he was all seriousness. There was not a lot of humanness I mean, there, you know? So yeah, yeah he, like he was very is serious. Fear. Seriousness is yeah. a fear of your shadow. You know? yeah, yeah. And he had a lot of that. And unfortunately, we're going to go on a, on a whole diatribe, but <laughs> Bill, Bill Cooper definitely, I mean, rattled some cages in probably a lot of the wrong directions because of his extreme staunch views on things, you know, and unwillingness to wriggle whatsoever, you know, but right. that's for another time. So are you guys ready to watch him, watch a little movie yeah. with it with everybody? Yeah, yeah. All right. Reaction. So like one of the first reactions I've ever done, I think this will be, this will be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going in cold. Has anyone seen this already? No, I didn't watch it. I waited. Okay. I, I and like I said to everybody, I had like maybe uh, twelve minutes Rich. with this. You know, it wasn't wasn't much, but we're gonna go hard. Um, so everybody, we're gonna watch this whole thing. If for those who don't know, this is a Infowars thing that came out very recently, and it's Alex Jones and Jordan Peterson. I'm assuming it's just clips of Peterson. I didn't see him in the studio or anything like that. Aww. I know, wouldn't that be epic? But, he had to go uh, in the other room to do it. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, these chemicals too kept coming back and telling him these these crazy stories. And uh, what's going on here? Well, it's just starting to sound like an impersonation of himself. Yeah, I was about he to really say, is. dude, that sounds like fucking AI. Is it cool if I just keep it like this because it's not giving me any like controls yeah, if I do full screen? That'll keep you from getting any copyright strikes. Ah, oh, there we go. Perfect. Cool. And if Infowars has like updated news, everyone can check it out on the side. You know, <laughs> too much for him. You know, and no wonder. You know, because they all said the same thing, and he'd say, "Well, that was a dream," and they'd say, "No," and it was the most real thing that ever happened to me, and he'd say, "Well, you know, it's an archetypal experience," and they'd say, "No." No, no, that was no archetypal experience. I went somewhere else and I saw things and I'm back and like, I don't care what you think. And like, who the hell knows, right? Because it's all subjective. But, but the weird thing about it is that everyone's reporting the same thing. How the hell do you account for that? I, would. I already have to stop him right there. I mean, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I A million trillion percent, but... There is a unified thing in psychedelic experience, for sure. That's why the 60s happened. Yeah, yeah, he just put that part way out of proportion. There's unified neuro-linguistic programming. You know, like, it's really easy to, like, plant memories in people. There's a lot of things, like... So, the fact that... This is the thing that... I mean, again, I gotta love the people that I'm near. But I I think that uh, it's two things that I wish were different. I wish that... uh, you know, of all the sources that I hear Jordan Peterson cite, I wish he would cite Teilhard Chardin and Ignatius Loyola more because he's clearly like paraphrasing, if not like plagiarizing, if not quoting. And I wish that he would maybe be more honest about his intentions, a little bit, like a little bit more transparent because he's made like this idea of memeing and joking about commodifying himself. But look at that. He's literally telling people that through material psychedelics, you will experience this objective christ thing that he's been preaching about in maps and meanings and all these videos and that's exactly. all right you know but like a lot of these people are are kids i mean i've been a group right now uh J- jordan peterson lobster mormonism or something like that 
and it's like so yeah, an invite bro it's yeah it's great it's a bunch of people that are kind of like hey you know i'm kind of interested in like more and i kind of like i i get there's problems so i want to like find answers and all that and so they're looking for jordan peterson and jordan peterson's like below 101 because he's just telling people to wash their genitals you know what i mean like clean your room, <laughs> clean your room is not man. yeah it's not a lot but it's i mean it's a lot for him probably because he doesn't even have a clean room he's not still boys Zizek with a clean room you know it's a dream for jordan peterson to have a clean have you seen his room it's terrible i've not seen so, his room i've only heard about his behaviors behind the scenes yeah yeah i know and again like awesome human being on a lot of levels again because he's a human being and human being sin and everything else but just like tell us your intention like if you're that into getting people into a, a material um call the awakening or something like mm -hmm. that and you're edu and you're educated, right? Like you know things. Like these are words that you know. That's what bothers me. It's one thing when I'm talking to people that don't know what I'm talking about and they think I'm crazy. It's right. freaking different when you're an academic. Yeah, but do you, now this may sound horrible, but do you think there's a boomer aspect to the two of these guys when it, when what, it comes to some Kayla of this extreme always, stuff? That's what Kayla always says. Oh, yeah. You gotta remember how old he is. He's a dad. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. And he's influencing like 21-year-olds, you know? It's just, but, but they're I, influencing him back, you know? like Absolutely. Know. They're keeping it going for sure. I mean... Well, just a tail on that, I would just want to say I 100% agree with that last statement that he had made about the similarity i mean there's two different versions of it there's like that form constant which is like this organic similarity where people see these patterns because you know whatever they're baked into us but then there's also like if you go on like this weird salvia dimension outside of dmt there's such consistency with like the gender of people that you encounter and like the size of things and and that that is just so real you know in my own sort of anecdotal experiences but that no, i would totally agree with me there's that. something there i would definitely agree with you a hundred percent that there's a the similarity to that level that brings psychedelic community together you know and i think even on a deeper level there's that you know, what drives people towards Eastern mysticism from psychedelics, you know, those very, very deep Atman kind of uh, experiences that a but, lot of people have, sure. But they're what trying to take it, well, they're sorry, it's just because they're trying to take it away from that. Like, I remember that, yes. spirit, that it's the spirit molecule again. And they're like, oh, did you know that inside of you is like Xenu? Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like an internalized, <laughs> like we all have this imprinted thing, it's our own thing though. <laughs> So it's really inverse. It's inverted in all these. It's just, it seems like really dangerous. And at first Maybe. I was super excited. Maybe. I, 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 thought, I yeah, see your point on taking, this. All these people taking drugs, like, oh, great. Like, they're going to be awoken. Like, that. I literally thought that as a kid. I was like, you know, you, you have these people that have to wait till they're 80 trying to achieve bhakti. Never going to work in America. No, little did I right. know that. Little did I know that yoga is being used to make your butt look nice now. And so materialism <laughs> will probably lead to a lot of people achieving bhakti that didn't expect to. But in, <laughs> but in, in general, there there's a there's this thought that, oh, well, when you're old, you won't be able to experience. And if you're young right now and you can just take the keys and unlock the doors, your body will be able to handle it. It's a it's a fallacy because the mind's not ready to handle these ideas and it's a freaking ouija board the movie you know it's exorcist at that point and i love that point don't go for the supreme uh, andreas I, I make this similar point often that yeah it's like you know i i think you can take the jetpack to the summit but climbing the mountain <laughs> you know the, the whole experience of getting there is the whole point you know uh, it, it's a very traditional thing you know the the, the destination is not or 
What's what is the progress? <laughs> the, 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 the journey yeah. is the destination. Right, the exactly. I, yeah, something like that. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, Only exactly. Once, shame know? on me. We're going to get you. I think and it's like, I think you real and psychedelics are great. Uh, I do think they're helpful sometimes and they can, I think they're really helpful for people that uh, have not an inkling that this stuff is going on, but their mind is strong enough to handle it, you know, because it will, it will snap you into something and it will make you look into things that you should but devil's advocate it, though there are there are some people out there that having an apple and having that folic acid out of their system will basically give them the exact same experience as someone taking a hit of lsd so wow really? there's an aspect of this like 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 the like <laughs> that's the, great uh, to hear humus right like the the perfume movie it represents these people that have almost like a retardation in the nose that makes them like a hundred times more sensitive to smell and that's why they become perfumists so what if all of these like mystical teachers that said that it took him 40, 50 years, maybe like he just went and had an apple and tripped out and really anyone else could have done that quicker because they have different tolerances. I, that's a devil's advocate question. That's I mean, not that, like positing you know, a theory. You, have you talked to Seth yet? Or so grand nephew of Joseph Smith. And that's his whole theory because he's got visions and hears things essentially from God. And he's like, the only way to deal with that is, genetic disposition towards acute schizophrenia you don't want to admit to yourself that it could be real so the easier thing is to say you're crazy and say abram hoffer did a lot of research on this and he found out that some people you just take niacin and it goes away immediately almost like within minutes and it can just like stay like that that's That's not medical advice although if you want to buy niacin paranoid 15 15 percent (laughs) <laughs> all right let's see some more where this is going because we do this is supposedly we're going to watch that's like 25 minutes yeah. that's not we too, got like we'll, three we'll seconds in we're good. Hour video. <laughs> i promise i won't pause it that quick this time it was shown three years ago what the university of washington was doing under bill gates and this is in the 90s what were they doing what do you do they they don't even know what they're being given it's intravenous so you think it's some sort of alien intervention type shit dude they 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 to get even deeper they turn your heart off for five minutes and they pump oxygen into your blood and you're in the meetings i've talked to people that are involved i mean top scientists and you're in the meetings with freaking aliens elves is the main group only evil is going to come through that way so we're basically have these light sockets we can't jack into the higher unless it's our free will and that takes time we jack in to the evil so you can jack into evil you can't jack into good right away so it's quicker it's easier like yoda says about darth vader quicker easier more seductive two people hmm just to stop there i mean not too (laughs) that he kind of just uh touched a little bit on what andreas was saying Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't say anything about alpha methyl. No, you didn't say anything about What? These what? are just some of her favorite things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think um, he did kind of try to make that point a little bit amidst the aliens and elves that he mentioned. Do you know so. any? Did you ever? Did you know anybody? Like, because you're from Maryland, right? Did you know anybody who was like in a, you know? the what's it called the the heart stoppers group you know what's it called flatliners you never know you ever meet a flatliner before? no dude what the fuck what's uh, a flatliner 
Well, dude, the movie. This, this is why I think. Oh, one of those? Like Ledger? I, I remember when my girlfriend at the time saw this, uh, the video of Joe Rogan thing. Because, like, at the time, she's like, you know what? It's crazy. Everything you said. Because she wasn't talking to me for a while. And then she came back and started talking to me. She's like, everything you've ever said happened. Like, that I never believed. Like, he's talking about it here. And then they play it. And I'm like, meh. Whatever. Because, like, at this point, I mean, this is a couple of years before I'm even talking to Alex Jones. I'm like, whatever. Like, the whole world's. You know how it is when you're like a conspiracy theorist and you're alone. You're like the whole world's against me. So yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't even say that. He's not even telling you the names of the chemicals. You know, he's not telling you what's really going on. Like, that's how <laughs> I felt at the time. I swear to God, I was like, you know, because like there's there's like, but flatlining is a real interesting thing. Like, there's a lot of people that do this in San Francisco. Los Altos had a group of flatliners at Stanford that I knew. So they're trying to force the near-death experience? Yeah, you stop your heart, you start it back up again. Like, people going into the Menlo Park Hospital, like, by the way, where, uh, you know, Ken Kesey and everything. We like to hang out at the Ken Kesey Hospital. How about that? that? (laughs) Like, that's a weird thing to do, probably, you know? (laughs) In retrospect. But yeah, so you'll find you'll find the people will like to go around places like that because there's like stuff you can get for free. People leave their laptops at Stanford and you like they're done with them at school, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, heart stopping equipment from like the the med- the Stanford Hospital. Is, you know, so there are groups of people, especially med students, that really love to do this, where they stop the heart and start the heart again. And it was dangerous in the '80s, so they started figuring out ways to like make sure that you can mitigate the risks with oxygen, wow. with all these things like that. That's and of cool. course. If you can, like, I mean, um, in Santa Cruz also, I know a lady who started a group WAM, Women and Men for Medical Marijuana, and she, like, back when, like, you had to sit on the court steps and try to, like, smoke in the mouths of people who were dying of cancer, you know, like, that, <laughs> that period of time, she got hit by a plane in her convertible in New Mexico when Jesus. in the 70s. Like, That's so, so awesomely <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> And it just gets weirder, but like, so she was the one to help Aldous Huxley's wife intravenously administer LSD to him. And so there's Whoa. a lot of like the maps, you know, Soros funded maps is in Santa Cruz. Like all of these pro- projects are here. They're right here in Santa Cruz. So it's like, I mean, it's okay. So I just, just to corroborate, like everything you said is not much of what's like going on. And this is not even bringing up blood boys, you know? Mm, that's true. It's interesting too that Santa Cruz, like we were talking about Lost Boys, and it's like yeah, sure. vampires. Too many well, damn you know, vampires they, in this town. You know they stay at the end of that because so really, I was going to say the joke about that. Like the real problem is the rent control because the people who run the town are the bad guys. Like the mayor, they say the mayor. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what I can say about this. But yeah. <laughs> the movie's about the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, and I'm not scared of stuff, but I'm I'm scared of it. And I've had a lot of famous people try to get me to take DMT. I've had, you know, the biggest rock stars try to get me on a private jet to go to Rocky Evac to take it. Whatever reason they want me to take it. And I'm like, whoa, I better not take it. Oh, okay. So this is his intro? I don't know. I don't watch intro. He had this there we go. Jordan Peterson DMT clip. I want to talk about that. I want to play that. And, and again, I, I even forgot to tell the crew today. I gave him the clip. I forgot to give him the clip of one of my earlier uh, visits with Joe Rogan. I think it was five years ago on the Joe Rogan experience. Just, just to get us past all this war and the comedy and the tragedy and just, just all the temporal things. But the interdimensional systems that the mathematics show are there. I was on with Joe Rogan before it was declassified about a year later. And I said, the Department of Defense 
didn't just test DMT and LSD and everything on, on, on the troops and the general public. They've had, since the 70s, a secret project intravenously keeping people under for up to 10 hours, is what I was told, of people that ran the project in San Francisco and London. <laughs> with people on intravenous drip, keeping them on a DMT, pure DMT high. Because if you take ayahuasca, it, it, it metabolizes in the gut, so you're, you're, you're basically passed out or out of your mind for 10 hours. You take DMT pure from the toad or whatever and smoke it, uh, then you are down for about 5, 10 minutes. But it doesn't matter whether it's a Buddhist or a Muslim or a Christian or a Hindu or an atheist. When you take the DMT, you see space aliens. You see other dimensions. You, you, they give you advanced knowledge. They, they tell you things that are going to happen in the future. Because that's all real, folks. That's all, all around us. Our, our spectrum of the... All right. You know how, like, Masons feel when people reveal their secrets or, like, Scientology <laughs> when people talk about Zeno? That's how I feel right now. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now. Oh, Andy, you're muted. My bad. Uh, what do you think of this, like, you know... Uh, alien idea he's jumping onto immediately that we all see aliens when we take DMT. Super racist. They're undocumented workers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they're feeding all of us information. I don't know. Like, I think what, that alien is a really funny word because we use it to just mean something that is like very specific, like ET. Right. It's just foreign, and like foreign can mean so many things. Talking to simulation theorists. It's really interesting this idea of inner space instead of outer space because you've got like in your phone a whole universe. So you've already got this idea that it's possible for there to be like density of more and more. Right. Pocket like, dimension, basically. Right. Right. And so, I, yeah, the idea of there being like demons, I think, is more like important. But like maybe the word demon, he's he's clearly already done that. He's talked for 20 years about demons and like, right. goblins. So now trying to figure out like what's the lexicon that's acceptable, like aliens is is like it's a trending lexicon i think yeah, i think it's just a placeholder it's true. i mean it makes sense yeah. okay all right so do have you each experienced something like this on dmt of course really i mean especially I the seven alien. sisters i've seen the seven sisters of light and the seven sisters of darkness interesting and i i also want to say it's 10 hours on intravenous of anything seems mild for MK ultra standards. Right. So when he's drop when he drops the, like we've had someone up to 10 hours, like, well, so but what he means by that though, to be fair is like, they've stopped the heart and they have oxygenated blood that's pumping through you and you're, you're literally your heart stopped. So you're dead, you know? So like, this is like a, it's, well, it's this is the one lot. you said 10 hours on an intravenous drip of LSD or DMT. Yeah, 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 DMT, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then that's not that big of a deal. It doesn't, that doesn't yeah, seem wild for you and Cameron's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've done way worse, it's true, right? Yeah, that's true. All right, let's just see, because, you know, you guys know where I stand, like, on the alien thing, and I'm not saying I'm against, like, experiencing what I would, what I would consider more sore, like, archetypes and consciousness or something like that i guess that's the lexicon that i kind of use i guess you could say but yeah i, I never on a bicycle with et alex jones in the cart you know <laughs> when my, my dmt experiences i never really experienced anything that felt like another being other than like fucking like fear itself 
I felt like I was running from that for a little while until I finally gave in. And then everything else, like, even if it was, like, I don't know, it was just, like, dancing energy, and, like, I was all of it. Right, this, you know? it was, uh, the, the non-separation aspect is, like, so central to, like, some of our most ancient traditions, and I, that's where I'm always stuck, and I've, I'm not sure if I'm stuck or if that's where I'm supposed to be. You know, Shane and I talk about this. We call it the red button. When you get when you get back to that Atman kind of part of the conversation, it just it kills every other part of the questioning. It's like, well, if it's all just this, then if it's all I, whatever I is, you know, that whole universal one Walter Russell ideology, that's kind of what most of my psychedelic experiences showed me before I had a clue about any of it. It's taken me 20 years to kind of find sources out here in the real world, quote unquote, uh, that align with what I experienced so long ago on, on DMT and, and other psychedelics. Just... It just seems like he's like doing the perfect thing where you pretend to be a preacher so that you, you like you know, a movie, a horror movie is coming to the 1950s matinee. You tell the town, that the movie's bad it's it's horrible it's that it's it's sinful and you pay a preacher to like say that you should not go see that movie and then everyone goes and sees the movie so he's like this preacher saying this is what's going on it's so bad to do this yeah. and everyone's yeah you know everyone's doing the drugs i think because of alex jones and network uh, right and, that, has he turned into uh the movie network yeah is he uh, mr beal yet has he turned into him yeah he kind of is network yeah. Well, I that might get angry. Yeah. That, that works. Well, yeah. And where that movie takes the it, primordial yeah. forces of also, nature. Things, Mr. Must have, things that must have changed. Like, I feel like, you know, the idea that he hasn't done LS, uh, hasn't done acid, uh, DMT, hasn't done DMT. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I thought that. Yeah. yeah. That's fuzzy. I think on that me must too. have been, that must have been like years. This must be like 10 years ago, five, eight years ago that he's saying that because. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm pretty, I don't know. This is a. This is as far as I know. This is a brand new video, but about yeah. him. If yeah, I, I knew know. Alex Jones personally back back then, and uh, I had access to DMT, it would also be at the top of my list. Like I am going to get Alex Jones to do DMT. Like how could you not? <laughs> yeah. Boom. Play. The light bandwidth. We're basically like blind because we couldn't operate. We we're seeing everything else going on around us. But our third eye can see it, the pineal gland. When we sleep, we don't just war game what's happening in our lives. Some of the dreams are interdimensional or astral projection, whatever you want to call it. The spirit world is more real than the third dimension. The third dimension is a basis or a launch pad, a foundation for everything else going on. And I talked about that a lot on that show. Uh, he was on a few months later. Uh, Elon Musk came on and basically repeated word for word what I'd said. <laughs> and so when you realize that it's a much bigger, larger thing than what we could consciously or temporarily see, it frees you from the bondage of believing that you're going to die and go away, but that you are an eternal spirit. So this is a live show. It's it's 115, almost 116 Central. But I'm going to ask Marcos who's, who's going to put the shows out on band up video today, um, to go to, uh, episode 12, whatever it was, 1255, whatever it was on Joe Rogan. You can also search as Alex Jones talks about DMT experiments, but the point is 
I lay all this out a year before they declassify it. What's amazing is the London Telegraph, when they declassified it a year later, said, yeah, in London, in San Francisco, as I told you, they are doing this. And I only knew this because one of my mom's friends, when I was like six, seven, eight years old, she's still friends with her, one of her college roommates, um, was a project manager at one of these uh, facilities. And of course, it's run by the CIA, but it wasn't a CIA project. It's a private private facility where they're doing this. And I remember being on road trips when I'm like six, seven years old to the beach, the Texas beach. We also, there was a road trip up to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm sitting in the back of the car, the comic books, you know, sleeping or whatever, listening to this and, and listening to this project manager talking about IVs, DMT, interfacing with the elves, getting communications from them. This is a government project. And again, people say, wow, why is your family involved? And my mom just knew this lady. It's everywhere, folks. It's a massive project. But I am on record talking about that on Joe Rogan a full year before it's declassified. Now here comes Jordan Peterson. And he tells the truth about it. They killed the project because the government didn't like the answer they were getting. Because if you're a Christian and you take DMT on average, you get attacked by demons, 100 foot, uh, uh, the most common thing is a 100 foot tall um, praying mantis that tries to break your will because they know they don't have you. You're like, why are you here? We wow. hate you. We're kill you. Within, if you aren't a follower of Christ and haven't been born again, they go, oh, we're here to help you. But the more you take it, the more you get in league with them. They're little elves in green uniforms, little green and black uniforms. They wear a little elf mask. They take those off later. They don't like you. This is what happens to everybody. And this is, this is, this is, the government knows that. Dude, I can't believe he, uh, he went to man, he went to Mantis, which is interesting because. Uh, well, okay. If, if I, if, if, if Terrence I, McKenna is a, a double agent, then his dreams are coming true right now. Like I, I have, <laughs> I have had an experience with, uh, Mantis being, but that was from cannabis. I got really, really, really stoned on some really good weed. And, you know, I bas I went into like a psychedelic experience. You know, yeah, I was I like first smoked weed that the first time I was like that too. It was crazy. I was I was with my friend and we were smoking and he was just trying to talk to me. I was just like, dude, once like I can't like one second. I just like put my head down for a second, close my eyes, and boom. It it felt very much, you know, like adding out of body experience in a psychedelic you know they're all pretty similar different but similar and uh yeah dude like i heard like a bunch of clicking and there was like maybe a couple little like ant heads and then like a big old like praying mantis head in the top left of my vision it, it looked just like i was looking at like a computer screen or something uh yeah it was crazy yeah, and I got the fuck out of there, and I was like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was like, yo, I don't. It felt like I like wasn't supposed to be there. I was like, yo, I'm dipping out, and I came back to my body somehow. Do you guys listen to Bashar? Daryl, I've, I've heard, I've heard him here and there. Yeah. So Daryl Anka channels Bashar, right? He's a member of like the Orion constellation. The SSani is the is the it's a mantis hybrid uh, project. And what's interesting about this also is Cynthia Sue Larson, who's in charge of the reality shifts mandala. Yeah, I've had her on my show. I'm doing a show with her again. I've done it a couple times with her. The first time I did a show with her, I was in 
um, Spain by like Alhambra, like the castle up on a hill, which was like basically abandoned. And a drone hit the roof of my car while I was setting up to project and like use my phone as like the data signal because 5g was in spain at the time uh-huh. i was like a drone crashes into my car like right as we're about to talk about terminator and like you know like yeah but the sasani is interesting because she talked about how in the 80s she used to work at a bank and she'd have these dreams every night that and she'd been through a lot right like she was starting off with a she's a girl would get calls from ai like AI from the sixties was, you know, computers that were interacting with AI from the 2060s. And as the machines are still running, they're able to connect to military machines and they're able to project looking glass. But so she's getting contacted as a kid and not sure what's going on. And as time goes on, develops this whole, you know, thing. And eventually it's like to the point where she's working in a dream at night Um it, with the Sasani Mantis, with the Mantis to design the Sasani. And the project is that they're coming to redesign the human mind and uh, consciousness and even DNA sequences. And this is a ripple effect, mind you, that affects time linear. So this could actually affect the past as well. But that the millennials are more hive mind and are more locust like or insect like because they were programmed to exist in a way that's. Because for the mantis, at least the way that they describe the, you know, this is what it was like in the in the comic book of the mantis, right? They have this idea that consciousness, but all right, how about this? For science, on NPR, if we were to be talking about insects, we talk about how they have a very hive mind consciousness. That's cool. Hive mind consciousness idea that you've got um, locusts that uh, use pheromones almost as telepathy, right? Like I can I can tell you almost everything about what I'm experiencing through pheromones and that there's a kind of universality like the 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 idea is that the mantis find humans because they're looking at us more like a species instead of as an individual it's like an as a species they're looking at us like psychotics or schizophrenics because we have so many opinions going on and it, it's very weird to them that's kind of what the bashar idea of the Sasani is and so there's also this idea that who are they some people are like oh they're aliens well mm, what if they're not? What if they are us or our offspring in the future that have evolved or devolved or been insectoid soldier, super soldiers that have been designed by us? And they, again, ripple in time. If they're like living underground in the past in order to avoid messing with the timeline, which seems to be a lot of these stories, you've got Coco Pelli and you have all these ideas of going underground during particular resets for like a hundred years particular times were saved and constantly saved by some underground thing that builds this crazy infrastructure underground and then lets us back out again and we don't even we don't even know who they are right every time but it's like there's these insectoid super soldiers you're muted god i keep doing that sorry um, that is uh oh my god no yeah you're talking now you're muted again oh my god there you go you're good Anyway, that was a lot. <laughs> that was intense. All right, so insectoids. Sorry, this is uh, yeah, this is pretty intense because I I I never experienced anything like this over. And I'm not saying it, it doesn't exist. Of course it does, but it's just like I experience presences for sure. So it's like it's so easy to relate to a lot of the motifs that these characters that people interact with uh, encounter. But it's like 
Yeah, I still see it as well, you're, all. You're tainted anyways, because now even if so. you did, you would always have to wonder, did you only see it because you knew that it was there to see it? And that that's honestly what makes me the most convinced is because I discovered Salvia in the 90s before right. anyone knew what the heck it was. If you searched Salvia at that point, the only thing you'd find would be the old Gordon Wasson reports from like mm. the 60s. You know what I mean? There was nothing else on it. And that would consistently like... You know the the asshole older brother, the the guy that never did anything before, like the the you know the I didn't do it, but like the the guy that gets like the bowl snuck in where it looks like some really yeah. good hydro on top, but it's like all salvia 10x on the bottom. Oh all of those people would end up seeing like the very same things, and and I don't want to say elves, but it was like a female shepherdess, you know, lady shepherdess, lady salvia, and these little like helper things and when alex jones is talking about well you know if, if you're not christian then you know you, you know they're demons if you're christian but if you're not then they, they look like they're happy and they're helping you but they're just masks that mm. does kind of scare me because i have seen them yeah, but yeah. i absolutely felt like i just kind of like accidentally wandered into like a like a very advanced like physics class and i was like a first grader looking for his parents you know what i mean like i had that feeling like i am so out of my depth here how the hell would I know if they were all wearing masks and if they all have like something bad? Um, yeah, but that but that's you know, saying that you know it's outside Salvia, of you and not in you, right? You know when Salvia went bad though. So you ever watch Moon Knight? No. Yeah, of course, man. Okay, so like when Salvia went bad, like two thousand four, five, seven, sometime in there. Like it started getting. It was two thousand seven. Like a hundred. I had there was one called like Elephant Killer. It's not about that. <laughs> what it happens no? is, yeah, it's Moon Knight. So, like, in Moon Knight, you've got a guy who meets, like, Thoth, or this, like, Osiris, like, god, right? And the god's annoyed. Like, he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I accidentally manifested myself here. He's like, don't call me, you know? And, like, <laughs> so, eventually, he's like, when he figures out, like, okay, like, I, and this is the other thing, he's like a familiar. Like, once you're familiar, you're a familiar, you know? So, now you're a, you're, you're a trust, in a world of unfamiliar, you're a trusted familiar, even if you've just been manifested. So now you've got a guy who's annoyed him, but he's a familiar. So he wants mm -hmm. him to follow the rules. And if you follow the rules, because you're in the, this is like the first law of Satanism, like when you're in the uh, house of the master, you follow the rules of the owner of the house, you know, is like kind of this idea. You follow the rule. Like when in Rome, you do as the Romans kind mm -hmm. of thing. So like if you're in the, if you're a guest with a god, you know like use the right silverware and things like that and not what was happening with salvia like you might have had some really interesting like curious experiences from deities like up until humans started just like trashing it and then i think it was like let's turn the floor upside down you know like a lot of people started having just this floor become the wall you know just oh yeah like, that's like most that. of my salvia experience yeah because they're like get out of here but the and thing I think is that's a more impressive thing that it went to that level of uh of like there's a spirit saying like you're not invited oh the, well, not welcome that's anymore. what we're talking about 100 percent right now though because there's that feeling and and i would consider that the breakthrough point where if yeah. you feel like they're going to push you back out. If you get stuck in that flattening feeling, 
I've had it described as transitioning from like the third dimension into the second dimension in, mm. a, in a way, or like yeah, opening I've up an extra that. dimension that you can, uh, yeah, like that feeling like you're going to get smushed up. But, but that's what I'm talking about is it's almost like there's this secret society and, and like you have to stick your hand through the veil and do like the secret handshake. And if you do it, then you get this breakthrough and you get to be, you know, this weird cereal box floating in space that never had a light for a timeline. But if you don't, then you just turn into like sweating, laughing. Oh, this is so funny. I feel like my body's twirling around. Like it, <laughs> it almost kicks you out and poops you out in like a physical way. But if you do it the other way around, then like you actually get to kind of, you know, if you sit in like a dark room, no lights, no fan, no, like no sensory input whatsoever and fully embrace it. Maybe that's you like, you know, I'll be your familiar. I don't know. But, but it's such hey. a specific, like everyone crosses that gate and some people never get to go through it. They get rejected. But yeah. even those stories are the same. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. I Like I said, I never saw the elves or anything, but the overwhelming presence, I've told Shane this a million times of clowns like sweeping the floors, janitors sweeping the floors. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, also yeah, yeah. another feeling of, whoa, you're not, supposed to be here for a long time or uh -huh. which was real creepy um but yeah. the thing is is i there was a gnosis not of andy rouse but that these were of the i the i me whatever the underneath observer atman pataramatman whatever you want to call it in any tradition this source point that supposedly we all as individuals would naturally go back to once we leave this frequency or whatever it is. I don't even Mariana. know. Mariana. You know, I look at it like, at a, like a, uh... I think if creation and um, destruction are like, I are like either ends of the noon, then Narayana is preservation and existence. And so existence, if it's eternal has to um, exist beyond creation and destruction right it's, it's eternal right? yeah the most calm the most profound feeling i had on dmt specifically was the i always related to a uh an infinity symbol with like a dot of light on it traveling along the edges of it right mobius strip right well sure a mobius strip but a very specific one where on one end of it you are the individual and on the other end you are the all and there's no separation now, sure, maybe along the way in between there's entities, but and I'm, this isn't my, so the reason why I'm so confident in this is this, this was my experience, and then I found it in ancient tradition, you know, like, this is Taoism, this is Buddhism, and it's like, not to say I'm a Buddhist, but to say that, like, this is my freaky deaky, oh my god, even the ancients were, ha were having this experience, you know, yeah. so what do you guys think of that? I just want to say, like, we back to if you're talking about the big red button, what he was talking about, um, you know, entities and how do you know if they're good or bad, if they're just wearing a mask or not? Well, I mean, you and your body, if we're, you know, going to go to this deep of a level, you're, you know, you're wearing a mask, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are, you, you are the, like, your body is, your ego is the mask. Yeah, your material existence, I would almost that it's taking yeah. it a step far but like it's almost like as the quote-unquote ego death within a psychedelic experience you know extrapolate that to mortally dying save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know? I don't think it's so bad to like be like, you're like, oh man, it's cliche. I think there is karma have... though. There's What's up? Definitely... I just think it's like, you're like almost saying to yourself, oh, it's cliche, but like I found meaning. You know, I don't think it's cliche. I think it's actually. No, it's, it's, it's just that I'm having a conundrum with the entities in between that I, yeah. not that I've experienced the notions, the sayings that come from them, but it was right. all emanating from source primary source i guess yeah you could say. I, I, i'm really into the narayana thing recently like because like i was trying I was like wait a second hinduism is a, is all about one source you've got trinity like so it's like catholicism sure trinity. but it's math hinduism's you know, it got reduces God, down <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta try you gotta try murti but once you get to the trimurti you gotta get to source and so yes. source what is it is it creation because that'd be interesting if it was brahman and it was creation but it can't be right because creation can only exist during preservation and all of eternity so is it destruction well because destruction leads to creation in a sense, mm-hmm. creation is destruction, but they're too complementary. So really, it has to be that source is, is eternity, which is the ninth loka. It's the ninth dimension. It's, uh, you know, it's the casual plane, right? The casual mm-hmm. plane sounds kind of casual, but it's really just where everything is already and it already will be, you know? So it's, Yeah, that's cool. You call it, what was it, the ninth loka? The ninth loka, yeah. What so religion, it, what tradition was that? Okay, so I mean, if you're because I'm just thinking the nine worlds that you need on Odin and all that. Yeah, it's an interesting okay, parallel. So, so Odin is Shiva. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, and yeah, you didn't go so. any further. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Andreas. Drop. <laughs> so like, okay, Shiva is amazing and beautiful. And yes, people absolutely. don't understand that. And if you read the Ramayana and the uh, Upanishads, and you, know, you, you can see like Shiva says a lot of things that contradict what we understand. First off, Shiva says to... Uh, his wife like don't follow people that wear skulls and ashes all over their body and look all dark and you're evil looking and she's like that describes you and your followers like you do a t <laughs> like and he's like the difference is i do this to like to enchant and lure the demons to follow me towards hari and righteousness right and so it's like there's a that's what he's doing it and it's like and he keeps going into like narayana and mm-hmm. how really he worships narayana and of course, like the ultimate form of, you know, destruction is to bring forth creation in Narayana. So it's like Narayana is the supreme. Same thing with Mahadevi. Mahadevi talks about her form of, you know, creation and of Shakti uh, coming from Narayana. Because of course it has to. And, yeah, but with Shiva being Odin, it's interesting because, you know, Odin is where we get the word God and has to do with like that, which is sacrificed to. Mm-hmm. So destruction to form creation. And that you have these shivite states that are produced right there you go into a you know poetry state that is fierce and violent but also passionate i mean there's a lot of a lot of connections to it and it's all about justice right and justice has to happen and in the um is it the ramayana where the 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 soldier the the prince soldier is saying please krishna or is it rama i'm sorry i forget like please don't please don't make me kill like my teacher and my best friend like why am i have to go to war and he's like it doesn't matter because the problems that exist now those are the things you're destroying 
and the eternity like is the eternal Lenoran now the source will continue the Narayana will continue and that will be through Shakti rebirth by Brahman right mm -hmm. so it's like every part of it shows that it's you know so Shivites and Odin uh, worship was this like positive beautiful thing that had to do and the other thing is destruction isn't the right word it's completion right? yes it's finishing because things you have to finish projects and it just pisses everyone <laughs> off when they finish them. you know that hell means completion in in swedish oh really? i think i think they're also means happening, home. happening simultaneously mm. you know um you know this existence and source you know have it and you know the, excuse me like the big bang excuse me it's happening every every single moment i've had a psychedelic experience where I was basically like in con in control of whether I wanted to be here in this human body. If I like even wanted to be someone else, like I was really, it was really weird. Like I was in different people's bodies and shit. Um, I could like collapse the entire universe into singularity and then I could get bored and like kind of hang around in some different planes and shit and expand reality all the way back into singularity. And like i just kind of go to any point i wanted i like to call it the great loop hmm. and, i'm wondering uh, oh go ahead i don't i don't know that just all flooded back in i haven't remembered that experience I, I for also, a long I time that's awesome just because you were saying about like what i meant by like it's not cliche is that it's like when you find corroboration in the past and everything you're finding beyond the material like the actual consequence it's not just intention because the road to hell is paved with good intention it's consequentialism <laughs> and so that's the difference i think because we look at our abrahamic uh do this or i'll freaking spank you religion <laughs> versus dharmic um this is what happens when you do that this, right. that happens when you do this and it's not about good or evil it's about order or chaos like the orderly path is this this is more chaotic and if you want chaos that will lead back to or it's like it's just mm -hmm. consequences so you it, therefore if you're yeah. looking for it and you find it you're like okay there it's proven it's proven by natural law mm. and that's i mean when we talk about god's law a lot of the time we're confusing it with man-made law it's right. supposed to be natural law right yeah, natural natural law seems to be something that uh, not a lot of people know how to agree on, you know, it's <laughs> a complicated issue for sure. So I definitely don't think we're going to get through this whole video, guys, but we'll, we'll do a little more. I'm having more fun talking to you guys, obviously, you yeah, know, hell yeah. but, um, you know, not going to we'll give it a shot. We'll yeah, a shot. we'll still do a little bit more, you know. All right, here we go. Let's share it up again. Okay. Because you don't go to a foreign star to talk to aliens. You, 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 you take these drugs and you're, you're now in there. And again, the higher order, the angels, the God that created them, they don't interface with you unless you've opened it up and God's authorizing. It's very rare. But the demons, the lower forms, will break the rule and try to influence autonomous, independent life forms. And, and so this is what the globalists believe. It's what they do at Skull and Bones, Bohemian Grove. It's all about bring these entities in and so we're gonna we're doing this live right now but later we're gonna find the clip right to intravenous drugs dmt blah, blah blah and then a year later it's declassified but because i didn't set the crew we're just gonna cover this now but later this will be posted to band out videos so i hope you go get it they call them the machine elves and terrence mckenna <laughs> talks about it timothy leary and it doesn't matter if you're a hardcore atheist You'll sit there and talk 
to things that look like the aliens from Alien, and Geiger was a big Satanist, admitted he channeled that on drugs. That's what they really look like. At least that's how they manifest. So they're, they look like elves. They look like the, the thing from Alien, and they look like 100-foot uh, uh, praying mantises. Two people. I've never taken it because <laughs> I know how serious it is. I'm not opening those gates. <laughs> Two people in my office who are Christians took DMT, and they didn't even know each other had done it, and they both got attacked by the praying mantis. And it's just like they're going, I will break your will. Your gods, we can give me your soul right now. And they're like on some orbiting spaceship around some foreign sun. And you're like in this cage tied up with these little goblin demons all around you. I really wish we had DMT reports from prior times before American and well, just the world Erode. over. Doesn't the sci-fi. No, Erwin has a story with DMT. Does he? I, I think Erwin kind of does, but like. Well, okay. Well, they I shouldn't have, say they we have, have psychedelic experiences yeah, from the, the past. Do, at least. That's we what do I was gonna say. Is we we do because like you can think of altered states, and altered states is the movie, but the book it even goes into cited sources about where he found out about the Mexican rituals, you know. Mm -hmm. And we've it's extrapolated a lot. We've extrapolated a lot about the crystal skull ritual, where uh, the shaman holds the crystal skull while eating poisonous psychedelic mushrooms for a thousand generations, right? So I mean, there are rituals like that that are even weirder. You know, yeah, that's for sure. World. And we, we've talked about the Eucharist ritual, like the idea that the bicameral mind might have been a consequence of so much epigenetic use of mushroom Eucharist over like hundreds of generations in Europe. You know, the the Neanderthals carrying around a skull full of uh, mushrooms, right, or fire, like a lot. Of oh, oh, you're shit. muted. We're we're fire going. Oh, there he is. Had, yeah. oh, well, that was weird. Sorry. Good there shit. Basically, like, there's all these stories, like, the ancients used to carry around a skull that they kept oil in, and, or fat, and they'd light it, and it was fire, and you knew that this was the, like, illuminated. So some of the early stories with the Illuminati, they're like, well, we're really trying to talk about, like, the very first awakened, like, the very first in light. And, like, the third, I don't know if we should talk about, like, the third ritual, but Albert Pike, you know, at least you can say probably, like, Albert Pike said that it's the perfection of man right like the perfection of uh like you're basically like christ consciousness is mm -hmm. what, what the goal of is by the third degree it's so funny because like i'm so against the uh the paranoid christian side of of the argument but then i'm so distrusting of the ultimate other side you know it's well it's like finding our own balance beam you know yeah well okay he's had like joe Rogan yeah that's had, what i want to get into Joe Rogan had that scientist who's like an outer space guy who's like, well, they're probably yourself, but it's so far away, we'll never meet it. And so that made it really easy for people to say, okay, yeah, I can accept, because we were told aliens are crazy, but now I can accept that they exist, but they're too far away. And here you've got the solution is that they're instantly here because they're demons, right? But they're not saying that word yet. No, they're not. Well, he said it a couple times, I think, demon. Yeah, but he's, yeah. Trying, to, he's trying to say something else. Dude, yeah. I think so? I think he wants people to start thinking that it's different than what we thought demons were like that they're like beings like he's, he's pulling it towards he what is. people were told aliens are which is more alistair crowley than like well, those these two that, communities that's what are I, slowly merging that's what i'm age. so very curious about what you sent to us in the chat and that you know that as soon as i read that little one paragraph about it, i was like that's a fucking nail right on the goddamn head about Niberius? Uh, yeah Oh yeah. yeah. Well, if you want, we could we could say basically. I sent him a yeah. thing from the Goetia. I mean, it's like Nibirius is a demon who um, 
you know, I remember when I was like first really interested in Goetia and was looking into Alex Jones and stuff like that. I was like, Niberius is uh, like a mark marquee of hell. 19 legions of demons under his command makes men cunning in all arts sciences according to most authors but especially in rhetoric speaking with a hoarse voice he also restores lost dignities and honors although you know although to john uh, johan Vare, he procures the loss of them so i mean somebody who uh, gets canceled gets uncanceled is really good with rhetoric not necessarily mm -hmm. with logic and is great with um you know emotional speech but with a horse is a creates a horse voice. And I remember this because it was looking as like, I would like to be a great orator. It's like, this would be a bad one for me because then I would take a horse voice. And then I remember this was like, this guy could just talk for hours, like just nonstop, you know, like where's that power coming from? You know? But yeah, dude, with that horse voice, like you'd think he'd fucking sound like me after talking for an hour. <laughs> this is what he sounds like now. You live. We have a battle plan to merge with silicon. We don't like carbon. Join us, you'll live forever. You have to make a choice. We have our own universe. There's this other universe that's built by this bad thing that wants to enslave you. Join us. So you literally meet with aliens, demons. Yeah, just like that. There it is. Where did <laughs> you get like that, that picture of me? And if you're a Christian, <laughs> born again. Dude, Andreas, you need to uh, put yourself into this image for sure. <laughs> You ever feel the Holy Spirit? You take DMT, you are instantly transported to a slave ship. I've talked to I talked to a very well known talk show host who was Christian but wasn't real, sure it was real. He went to uh, Costa Rica about seven years ago, and forty something people at a, at, at a ley line religious site there because it's where they've done sacrifices in the past, so it becomes a dimensional gate. They okay. all took ayahuasca. And every member of it saw the aliens come out of the forest with them. They all saw it at the same time. So it wasn't like they were individually seeing it. They were all having a group event. And one guy got literally attacked by the demons and was like schizophrenic after that. They saw them climbing all over him. They were like, whoa. I mean, folks, this is, that's why the Aztecs were doing stuff and all of them. They were taking this and interfacing with these creatures. It's all real. Your spirit's eternal. You're an energetic manifestation, third dimension. Imagine, I mean, you're, the third dimensional you is like this tether. Ooh, we went to tether. It's fab fabulous. Wow. And so imagine you're like Silver the beauty cord. queen. Everybody thinks really hot girls have this great time. Or really good looking guys. They don't. <laughs> sure a lot of people like them, want to be with them. Right. But I don't hate them because they're so beautiful. Take it for me. And the globalists and their demon controllers hate you because you're made in the image of god alex jones you're wants to be a hot girl deep down I, I, he was I a hot that's, girl that's yeah, obvious that's the real conspiracy it's just like what the hell is that that's, that's unbelievable and i'm like a nothing Wait, can you pause it for a second yeah, yeah, yeah i know we're we, desperately trying to get through this video and I'm that's like, okay we're actually ha we're halfway through and this has been i mean i'm not tired so, i don't fuck it whatever let's I, do it this is a really important thing he's talking about so I, I and i mentioned this recently to some people too because i've had some like i literally said almost exactly this thing i have, I have an east german exchange student i had as a kid and uh we're talking about models and you know uh, I was like, yeah, like I have this friend who's a model and like she has to spend like, you know, all this time like, you know, doing the modeling. It's like, oh, people complaining about such simple like that. Like, and I just looked at them like, you know, like you don't like you ignorant son of like you have any idea like what it's like 
to be a model like to what's like to be like in this world where like you gotta show up on time you have to be a certain height they look at you if you're there on time they like your face or they don't like that's it they're gonna turn you into a machine they take off all your clothes and make you turn it inside out like even we're not even talking about like epstein like i'm just saying like a normal yeah the acceptable side of things yeah yeah. it's just like it is horrible you know and Mm -hmm. I i don't think people understand that and then part of it's also like in um I forget that book about the Hmong kid in America, right? When they brought like the Hmong Cambodian uh, Holocaust and like the, the CIA had to bring a bunch of Hmong to America and put them in apartment buildings, like these poor farmers and everything. But they had all these traditions that were like, if you wear white, it's for death, you know? And like, if you tell a child they're beautiful, uh, they're probably going to die or worse, they're going to become an astral projecting witch, which is more common. And and this is like something you, you actually like that dragon it like repeats itself in a lot of cultures slavs do this too mm-hmm. you're not supposed to tell someone their child's beautiful right like because the devil doesn't want to hear that like it gets upset about like material things and aesthetic you know like it's it's a big deal so because your cord is uh to your cord to your gourd right is not mm-hmm. tied straight yet like as you're young it's easy to sever and so a demon will sever the cord of a beautiful child very commonly and then they will become astral projectors and witch doctors. This is something that's gone on for a very long time in many cultures. It's all it sounds like Moonchild. It's very beautiful kids that end up becoming the witch doctors and the astral projectors and the yogis in a lot of these cultures. And it's not always like a gift they're super stoked about. It's not like they're always looking at demon because demon and deva and like, you know, all these different words that are we, we in the West confuse um, these ideas, right? But like, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 still like something that is kind of like jealous of what you have, and then kind of shows you like it's not that great what you have. Like, look what else there is, and it causes like schizophrenia and 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 blah. And so it's pretty dangerous. And yeah, so like I know a lot of people that like we do a show actually with a, a lady that has gone through this. Interesting. That's really interesting. Then. Who's the god above that? But that's the hierarchy of this. And if you realized how powerful you were and the intrinsic jealousy of creatures and entities and all these worlds and all these systems and all this energy that chose Satan, it fundamentally hates you. But you've had your memory wiped and don't know who you are. And so that's the test. And so that's a fair test. You're not told who you are up front in this in this for one sec. Boot camp. How fucking pissed are we gonna be when we're burning in hell and we find out Christianity's real? What? Say that again. <laughs> How pissed are we gonna be when we're burning in hell and we find out Christianity's real? I think you're saying when we find out Christianity is real, how pissed are we gonna be? So you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're burning in hell. Oh well. So the funny thing is, like, that was, I was just thinking that. Like, so what this belief prep preface here is is that God intentionally murder jesus so that you could have a blood atonement sacrifice and so these people right they're they're christ killer enthusiasts that are celebrating the sacrifice of their own shepherd and son of their god right or god because they're trinitarian for their own selfish ends of immortality right and and so i mean if it works, know it, you know what i mean Oh, I'm sorry. On one hand, hey, if it works. Uh, on the other hand, like, 
uh, that's literally the opposite of everything I can like research about natural law, yeah. law, uh, Taoist law, but also what Jesus freaking lived by. Right. We talk about the death, but the life thing is all about like doing the commandments or like for law, living for love. Like, but, love and it's again, not, yeah. What about these demons though, dude? Like that demon, like that sounds like Alex Jones, like Alex Jones has a demon in him, dude. Well, I mean, again, like if someone's telling you that you could take the sacrifice of the shepherd for your immortality, you don't have to work for it. Like, I feel like it's just it sounds too easy to be it's yeah. good to be true kind of thing, you know, and you probably I mean, there's probably a little more to the story. And, you know, I hate to be the, the downer, not materialist, but I don't know, dare I say realist, but like a lot of when Jesus, quote unquote, you know, comes back from from being gone for so long and we suppose flies he, over the Aztec pyramids, like Dragon Ball Z, sorry, the right. <laughs> you know, like his time abroad or whatever, cle <laughs> clearly, clearly learning with Brahmins and stuff like that. But, um, it's like the focus, just like Buddhism and Hinduism. I mean, yeah, they have their gods, but they're like the, the science of the mind that is offered in Eastern mysticism has, really more to do with living now and here in in this realm uh and correct me if i'm wrong that's what i've always gotten from the eastern religions that it's they have, they have not necessarily it's about an after and i even have a hard time finding these specific terms in western religion uh, especially when it comes to like jesus's teachings afterlife and things like there's, that there's there's like okay so like you know, Hinduism is really like exercises, and it's interesting that the Bhagavad Gita is uh, it it ha it's not really for a religion, and lots of different religions can use it. But like, mm -hmm. really, what it is is like it's about Dharma, and again, yeah, Dharma ex exercises is, like you Dharma, said. Yeah. Well, Dharma is na is natural law, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea is like there was a Dharma, there was unnatural law, and it seems like we're we're headed back into unnatural law. And so through dharmic practices, and you can focus on different things, and they believe in reincarnation, so you got all the time in the world, right? You could, and literally, you could be focused on your atman because you need to build up the self. Satanism might be a path in that respect, in that way, for people that are trying to build up the self so that they can experience Shakti. Shakti is the Holy Spirit. If you want to do blessings, you have to have the Holy Spirit, right? It's like to do the Holy Spirit, though, you have to have creation, right? And so all of these things lead back to sanatana. So sanatana, though, is like the foremost supreme destinial point that we're going to. And a lot of people have already kind of got there, supposedly, but they come back to help people. And then, like we're trying to ascend this whole thing because we're not mm -hmm. it's the locust. We're not rich until we're all rich. We're not healthy until we're mm -hmm. all healthy kind of thing. So mm -hmm. sanatana is like the supreme goal. And once you got from psychedelics, too, you're just you're, you're focusing on surrendering to the preserve to to the endlessness of like the preserved casual and so when you do that like what the what i find interesting is what jesus says is like no one enters the kingdom except through me and my way and everything like that but it's the same for the veda then because what he's then saying if, if he's saying his father's not jehovah one from subgenius but actually narayana uh, Nar narayana and actually is like this the it actually is the source then what he's doing is actually creating like a deity deva for people that aren't ready to worship vishnu not ready to receive vishnu but mm. they're able to do the practice because if you do and this is like really the only thing that they got right following the commandments has consequences and if you do the things that jesus said you will achieve 
bhakti, you will achieve sanatana because it's the practice of surrendering to love and everything else. But if you're not doing that, I don't see how you're supposed to just use his sacrifice. But I guess I've heard some arguments. So like realistically with like ritual sacrifice magic, it might very well be mm. that that works. And the, that's interesting because you're not supposed to pray in the name of Jesus, really. You're supposed to pray, he prayed in the name of the Father. But a lot of people use the name of Jesus like a magical talisman because of voodoo. Because a lot of people believe in that talisman. So I don't know. No, I think you're onto something, man. That's really... <laughs> you're throwing a lot of interesting ideas out here yeah, that I, I have not played with yet. Because, all you know, also, like, I'm... Yeah, I, I've leaned so hard to, like, these are all archetypes and people have named them different things in different cultures, but they are this... So, but the way you framed that was really interesting how it's like, and I had a friend, a Freemason, mind you, uh, for many years and a meditator, an excellent one, one of those ones we were talking about earlier that comes easier to some than others, it seems. This guy's a brilliant meditator as well. And um, he, when I talk like this, the this or that mentality, he kind of says, well, there's there's got to be levels in between, right? And, I, you know, I'm kind of open to that idea where it's like, okay, you don't just go from the self to the all yes you can glimpse that through psychedelics or or other ordeal but maybe the natural progression is a progression rather than a a jump from one to the other i don't know that's it's an interesting way well to, i think way to look at uh, i think related to that we tend to think in like platonic solids right or like right. these ideals <laughs> like what like when someone says triangle you're probably thinking of like a legit like geometry paper triangle with like the sharp corners and everything's exact and that doesn't actually exist outside of theory in right theory. right at least i'm thinking of a scaling triangle but okay there's um this guy named rupert rupert spira and i guess i'm possibly on like his waiting list for him to come on my show dude's got like millions of followers so i i'm not holding my breath but he's like he talks about this kind of stuff and he mentioned something that higher self or true self the the true i that is in all of us knows nothing of the separate self and the separate self assumes it knows what this higher self is but it it you know it's it's a blind there's a blind spot there hmm. but that there and it reminded me kind of of what we learn about the subconscious how it's like the subconscious you can't even say like you can't even try to teach your subconscious by repeating negatives right because it doesn't understand a negative it only understands what you're giving it um so it's almost like this total lack of efficient communication between these two polar opposites the individual and the all and it, i don't know that's what i'm putting down yeah. <laughs> but anyway let's um let's play some hear about these pot-bellied interdimensional goblins yeah let's keep going but then god has a little cheat sheet and we'll let you know once you've gone through certain tests so that's what this is and, and there are no atheists in the new world order there are no the rothschilds the rockefellers folks they worship the devil <laughs> now, when they leaked the documents in the 70s to the frank church committee that at skull and bones they right, hold on i gotta make something up coffins being defecated <laughs> on and being urinated on 
and it's even in a <laughs> Shepherd movie that I don't remember that um, in Trish Committee hearings, but it could be. Yeah, it's it's by, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I also remember a lot uh, of like, can we do this behind in, in closed session? Can I get into a skiff and I'll tell you stuff? I yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. from the church committee. You went from <laughs> church commissions all the way to like, uh, yeah, like an Alex Jones show. Dude, if you don't yeah. think like, if you don't think that they have narcs at Burning Man, I was about to say, but oh, Burning Man, like, that was a pretty of course, trip, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Robert De Niro, that's in the movie. That That's actually in the congressional reports. Trying to get an entity to take them over as an avatar. Here is Jordan Peterson. So now people are going to listen, talking about him. Before we get into that, before you, he's talking about this Good Shepherd thing. He's talking about this people in Skull and Bones apparently getting defecated and urinated on for weeks at a time. It's called the, oh man, the profane, right? Um, oh, dude, I, well, I, that sounds because even the obscene, more. The obscene, right, I think is what it's called. I hate this. It reminds me so much of, um, Sab, what's his name? Sabotai Zevi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sabatines. Of course, I'm so glad you bring that up. Rap, re redemption through sin. Yeah, well, which know, I mean, just to quickly to destroy the world, <laughs> right? So, like, I hate it's so weird because, like, I feel like the so many good researchers and good, hardworking conspiracy theorists, alternative thinkers, <laughs> whatever you want to call us. I'm a hardworking conspiracy so theorist. So many people, just like people that do a lot of homework and put a lot of stuff together. And because of one thing or another, and I include myself in this we have to throw everybody under the bus in a, in a certain circumstance like well they're connected to everybody oh, I bad a, i mean you we gotta be careful okay so i know i know just because i like know about the sabatines doesn't mean i'm even fully against them you know what i mean i'm just aware of their goal their Absolutely. goal is to talk to their god and the way they want to do it is they want to like smash everything at the house until they come running home now and i think that's immature and childish and also indicative of a perspective of god that might be flawed Right. Mm. And so it's dangerous to do that. We also talked to uh, Dr. Roman Yampolsky about simulation theory. Like, what if we were to try to shut down the simulation from the inside out so it was worthless, which is what the Rick and Morty battery is, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, cause them to come and check on the thing. And it's like, well, that's very dangerous because what if we're very replaceable, you know? And so it's like, it's just not like the, the better way to do it is to find out more information first. It sounds like really, I, I hate sure. saying that. But like to find out, like what if we establish Zion on earth? I know that sounds crazy. What if we just got rid of hunger, poverty, war, famine? I mean, cause then we would know if we passed, if that's really a freaking test, cause it seems like it's an internalized thing that we have mm -hmm. to get rid of suffering. If we really got rid of suffering, and we didn't meet God, then we would know that wasn't the, okay, good, <laughs> we're good. But like, it might be that it's like one way or another, it's a better thing, right? Yeah. I, I was just going to take it to a weird place with the, the redemption through sin thing, because if you like really take that out a few levels and, and simplify it, it almost is like saying, well, you can't have yin without yang. It's almost like you see the birth of both in one another, uh, the opposite thing the the you know paradox of reality itself it, it kind of seems like they were tapping into something correct oh, yeah. uh, i don't know? think they're, they're like what they're they're very similar to odinus i mean they're, they're <clears throat> not all of them but like you gotta you know, there's also like the shiva destruction thing where it's right. actually that is a perspective it's not that it's only completion but completion is the sabbatean 
vow, right? Right. It's the complete, you know, I, so I, I mean, it's hard not to understand why after thousands of years of Talmudic studies in Midrash, that, that, that was a conclusion that a lot of people thought made the most sense after waiting so long, you know, and right. things just becoming spiraling more and more out of control. And of course, for those who don't know, we're not going to go into the whole Sabbatine, Zevi, but basically redemption through sin was you had to be absolutely profane as much as humanly possible. Basically, um, if you've seen Fight Club hitting rock bottom, you know, yeah. that that's, you know, you, you can't. The Cleese, the Cleese, yeah. the, the Rasputin Cleese were really similar to mm -hmm. this, um, you know, and again, Alistair Crowley, right, who was right. like nearly starved to death and tortured as a Christian, and then finally found out uh, when he was about to die that eating was good for him and not a sin, you know, and then he was like, wait, if that's not bad, what other, like, why not do an entire scientific study of the inversion of all of the rules? And, you know, it's, it's useful because in, in between you can see it all does come back down to consequentialism of natural laws. Mm. If you do this, that happens. Right. And also like we do this all the time anyway. Right. I mean, we, we do that all the time. So, all right, let's keep going. And then there's this guy named Rick Strassman down at, I think he was at the University of Texas, and he did experimentation with DMT. And DMT, dimethyltryptamine, I if I remember correctly, is the active ingredient in ayahuasca. And you produce it in your brain, and it's in plants. It's like a very common chemical. But DMT is a weird hallucinogen because it has an extraordinarily short mechanism of action. It's like, and people who take it report that they're blasted out of their body, like out of a cannon, and then they go out somewhere and encounter beings of various sorts, and then 10 minutes later they're back. And virtually everyone reports that, which is really strange. And, and so Strassman was giving people DMT intravenously so that the trip would last longer. He could, this was all, all you know, NIH-funded uh, experimentation, all cleared with the relevant ethics boards, all conducted within the last 10 years. And, I probably read all of those details when I read the spirit molecule years ago, but man, that rings differently these days. NIH approved anything. <laughs> he basically quit. Is, is that true? Because I've, I've looked into it pretty deeply, I thought, about the brain producing DMT. As far as I can tell, that's a misnomer. That's not necessary. Yeah. They, they, well, I, as far as I knew, they figured it must be the brain that's producing it. They do, they have samples of it or whatever, but they don't know that it's produced by the pineal gland. There's no evidence of that. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm off on, I don't know. I might be off, but I knew that they, they, they know that our bodies produce it. Yeah, but I think they, it, it, we break down, we actually break down tryptamines from like mm -hmm. tryptophans. And so a lot of the things like we eat actually, you know, have tryptophans in them. Well, right. It's, it's like psilocybin becoming psilocin the second it, because mm -hmm. we have receptors for it anyway. All right. Let's let the Muppet talk some more. Pretty straight scientist, you know, he was measuring heart rate and pulse and all that sort of thing, trying to look at the physiology. And then the people he was giving these chemicals to kept coming back and telling him these these crazy stories. And, uh, well, it just, it was too much for him, you know, and no wonder, you know, because they all said the same thing. And he'd say, well, that was a dream. And they'd say, no, and it was the most real thing that ever happened to me. And he'd say, well, you know, it's an archetypal experience. And they'd say, no. No, no, that was no archetypal experience. I went somewhere else and I saw things and I'm back and like, I don't care what you think. And like, who the hell knows, right? Because it's all subjective. But, but the weird thing about it is that everyone's reporting the same thing. How the hell do you account for that?
how do we define the quote unquote same thing though? Man? Right. I mean, I think, I think it's, and I'm not trying to nitpick. It sounds it. so scripted. Well, it's it, it how enthusiastic he is about it. Cause it could also be like, he's, you know, he know like he's got a loved one who's just possibly recently done this and been really enthusiastic to him and mm-hmm. you know, loves them very much. So he's like, Oh, <laughs> this is this thing that is really, uh, yeah. you know, I got to endorse it kind of, or some, I don't know. Cause like, he does sound also like, again, considering his chemical depression, um, the answers are, you know, when you start looking into answers for that, if you've never looked into answers before, immediately you have to look into the idea of a phenerothymic uh, catalytic reaction that changes you, right? Because there, are, there was research since Alexander Shulgin and before that's really good. And I wish, again, with this, like, cite something. Like, please say Alexander Shulgin or something. Mm-hmm. like Because if he looked into um, the, the use of drugs to or research chemicals, to uh, have a, a experience that would change you forever and you would never want to go back to those like ibogaine or things like that right ibogaine yeah, yeah like it's like he's not i don't know it, it uh, maybe it's scripted because it all is the same talking points maybe it's just because they all hang out with each other and they don't listen to other people but <laughs> it, it's maybe yeah. yeah um well what's weird too is like the um the same thing uh, that everyone's experiencing when, when i read that book and watched the the documentary that followed that joe rogan of course was like the host of um you know the experiences that were told by those uh volunteers were mostly about the overwhelming love they felt and you know just ominous right. ominous love and and uh, a presence of but the scary lady at the end of spirit molecule who's like i didn't i didn't experience god but you know whatever i experienced was, it's like oh my i i realized then no not everyone experiences this right thing. it's clearly a reflection of your prior yeah. experience i mean i'm mm-hmm. not trying to take the guts out of any spiritual experience because i've had them but just trying to not play devil's advocate but kind of navigate through this it's like it seems like that it's very much a reflection of your own dare i say egoic everyday life and everyday thoughts that at least plays a part you know yeah those are the symbols it, it communicates to you and the symbol you, you don't know the kingdom of heaven you only know mustard seeds so the kingdom of heaven has mm. to be like mustard seeds yeah look That's alex jones word. is sitting in a gate to hell right now <laughs> it's like red all around him <laughs> He's in a portal, that blue door. Uh, it turns out that's Peterson years ago. The point is, this is all real. <coughs> happening. So, this is a giant industrial operation by the government. You read the Bible, they say the wizards, the sorcerers, the pharmacias, that's what pharmacia means, are taking the drugs to interface with these things. And it's, it, it, it's very real. And they're influencing what's happening on Earth. So... The aliens, demons, it's interchangeable. In my view, it's the same thing. And I already have a connection to God. I already have discernment. I, my brain is already pointed where it is. A lot of folks that are good people want me to take DMT. And I'm not taking it because I'm like, <laughs> I, I already have these dreams every night. And I, I already, and I know the, the, the people that aren't Christians, real Christians, they don't have the bad events. I, I was over the decades talking to Christians that take it. It's horrible because they know they're not going to fool you. They know you're not going to get you and you beam into hell. 
This sounds like a reason to not become Christian, to be honest. <laughs> it just seems like, more like a like, reflection of yeah, horrible evangelical parenting again. Yeah, they're, they're going to yeah. ruin DMT for you. Don't become a Christian. Well, I mean, the thing, though, that I hear on this is, like, I know a lot of people have gone insane. I have a friend. We have a friend who. Um, oh, it's not for everybody. I have a friend who works in, um, you know, a ho- in the Oakland hospital and the Berkeley, me- like, mental and, like, he's dealing with a lot of that kind of stuff. And there are a lot of people there that you would think, like, what happened? Because they didn't start out this way, and they took something, and a lot of, like, meth is an example. It seems like these salt crystalline drugs in your bloodstream, um, if, if, they really, if there really is, like, radio, crystal radio that's communicating data, and this is somehow, like, light beings or whatever. So, again, like that movie Communion, Yo. it doesn't feel like these aliens are their bodies like this is just the form you get to see you know like i kind of i made this body for tonight like that kind of vibe so there there's more of a there's a there's a there's a reality i don't know yeah it's not it's it's the the light being itself sent through data then can cause a resonant frequency if that then it happens and you if there really is a thing and that happens, then it would stand to reason like you've got a resonance that doesn't really need the crystal at a certain point, because now this thing knows your frequency or your frequency mm. is turned to this thing. So it does seem like if there was a way to like science up possession, this would be it because you'd be using the crystal radio sets of drugs. That's really interesting, man. And it reminds me of too of like uh, the studies from uh, the gateway experience that were leaked about like creating geometrical patterns to, like to protect yourselves in other dimensions. It's like how much of this is information and how much of it's disinformation and because a lot of that does not necessarily it sounds hokey. But that might be the stuff that's actually real. So, man, I don't know. All right. Let's um let's listen to a couple more minutes, but yeah. I think I think that'll be good. That'll be good. Consciousness when you open the gate. Imagine you're just opening the door. So you're in the universe, you're protected by God, you take a drug that blows that away, and now you're in a cage with a hundred foot praying mantis. That's the main thing that attacks. And it's got scurrying aliens from the movie Alien all around it. And Geiger, who was a Satanist, said he had visions on drugs of those. So does not sound fun to me. <laughs> I, 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 you know, but 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 that's the reality of this. This is you ask who are they? Well, so now he's just playing clips. So all right, yeah. We're all right, if you it. just remember your source, you don't have to be fucking scared of shit, and you can overpower any fucking fear bullshit that tries to fuck with you. People, it's all good. Everything's okay. I like that. I think that's a good, that's that's a good advice to give. You know. <laughs> I don't know if everything is okay, but there's nothing we can do about it. So there's really the first, no reason to, to stress too much about it. The first part's true. You know, like if you focus on source, like it will be right. You know, the the that does lead to the right thing happening, short term mm-hmm. or long term. And like I think we do need to accept that like martyrdom and suffering is like maybe part of reality to some extent. I don't want to be too Catholic, but I do think that there's a <laughs> level there that we need to accept that we're in kind of a Naraka. I thought you sounded Buddhist. Some... I mean, I think we could go into some sort of like golden age, like you said, like stop fucking like world hunger and shit, but like you can still fall down and scrape your knee, you know, like 
Yeah. yeah. Well, the th uh, yeah, that's interesting. Like what scales of the archetypes have to exist? Like if suffering is part of, you know, hey, what if suffering on the grand scale of unified consciousness is redemption through sin? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if suffer I believe that suffering should be like considered like a provoca a provocation to solve problems or to make something uh, better, right? Like you're like yeah. suffering, I should make this better. Mm -hmm. And we figured out like in the Kali Yuga how to materially do, like and that's a really like I think one of the worst problems about drugs is that it can just it can confuse you about suffering because like suffering is a thing you're supposed to go build a shed or read the Bible or the Gita or, get through. Like, yeah you're supposed to process and mm. i mean maybe you know like there's times when you want to like suppress certain kinds of processing of some things so you can process other things like i can understand all that but yeah i, I also with the i experience like i'm having i'm like i don't drink anymore and i'm having like the and i'm having the craziest dreams i don't think that even begins to tell you how crazy the dreams i'm having are. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah i think my life's getting pretty like i mean divinely weird uh supernaturally weird without drugs and I, i've always felt that way and like, yeah, drugs, are, drugs are interesting like i get why you want to have ever done them but you know again with ken keezy like hang up the phone man like, right like, mm -hmm. and, I, and i just don't i get like i really would say like if i hadn't done drugs uh, I don't think I'd be any weird, like less weird than I am now. I think so. Maybe from people ask, like, Andreas is weird and he's kind of crazy. Like, no, that's because people around me didn't like beat me up. Uh, my parents didn't stop me from like questioning. It had nothing to do with drugs, you know. It had to do with like yeah. being respectable. The uh, stage was set. Yeah, to like just yes. look into things. And I think that's like that's really what we need to do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I agree. Well, boys, this has been really really fun. I know we didn't get through the whole video, but it seems like it was becoming a little bit of a broken record. So I, I, I personally, my final take is that overall, and this may seem paranoid, but I see the UFO disclosure thing that's happening and this whole subgenre um, kind of being pushed together. And it's always been there. You know, Terrence talking about aliens, but like not as it is now, because now they're really trying to materialize everything. They're trying to quantify every part of it. Now, is that a natural inclination for us to do that just as we always have? I, maybe. Well, if you um, look at MK Ultra style, right? If they start convincing everybody that the hallucinations you see are actual demons. Then once they start just drugging, just dropping it in the water supply, like Point Esperit, where they, you know, basically dose the entire town. Yeah. Now you can actually be like, oh, well, those demons I'm seeing are real. Even if the, it was the CIA that dosed me, I'm seeing real demons now. And right. I feel like that's a little bit of a new model that they're sort of springing on us. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Like, oh, now it's foolproof. Now no one can say it's just drugs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do see like, the blue like the operation blue beam kind of like uh, of course cargo culting and everything mm. it makes sense but the thing that scares me more is really just like the 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 kissing of the corpse at the wedding of the zohar so you're you before you get to the wedding you have to walk down the aisle you know all these people watching you and before you get to kiss the bride you have to go through the ceremony and remove the veil and by the time you remove the veil you've gone through so much and you're standing there that you kiss the corpse 
And that's that's really like the the scariest thing to me about <laughs> what is good and evil and like like embracing like when people accept things because every day we're moving towards kissing the corpse and people are moving closer and closer they're walking a step further and further and so yes. they look <laughs> wow dude. hey you rocked my world because this is a this is very similar to a psychedelic experience I had like the whole the whole Zohar ex, uh, thing there it, it's like almost verbatim it's like once you're in you're all the way in it's like almost like uh, having to do with timelessness like you made the choice long ago but what does long ago even mean and it's already made and everything's already happened and consequentialism follows and it's right. just yeah but it's like you literally can you can turn back at the very end but you don't because most of the time they're thinking because you walked so far you went the whole path right and then when you get to the end you're thinking like i'd have to go back i'd have to literally do undoing of all of the that i've done i mean like all of that is like it's a lot so then you're standing there and you're like yeah oh okay yeah i'm wearing chains but they're gold chains and you know <laughs> right like, yeah exactly man <laughs> shane any last words my friend no, I just am so fucking grateful to be on a show with both of these guys. I haven't seen them in a long time, and it's great to be in their presence. <laughs> you, I love your glasses, by the way. Thank you. Look how fucking oh, yeah. thick they are, dude. I'm blind as shit. I'm legally blind. Them. Like the background, dude. Every time you you lean back and it kind of like presses it, like I, I actually felt like I might be on a DMT trip. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> well, it's always good to see all of you guys, and thank you everybody for tuning in to this impromptu Alex Jones breakdown. Um, I don't know if we learned anything new necessarily, but we definitely hit on some really. Really I cool points. Actually, you know what? Yeah, Andreas, you broke my brain a couple times. Thomas, you hit on he some points. He does every that time. I, yeah, that's why I love talking to the two of you, especially together. This is intense because both of you challenge a lot of thinking in my head, which is really a good thing, and I appreciate that. So I always that. love when you host a show. Like, happy to join anytime. Thank oh, you, yeah. me. And, you know, Wednesday Ultra and Sync Tank, you can see Andy and you can see Thomas. And, yeah, we Hell should yeah. do – we should all – let's do shows again, bro. Also, good to good see you. Definitely. Yeah. Appreciate you, Andreas. Appreciate you, Thomas, from Paranoid American. Shane from I Knew Some, but I didn't know it all. And of course, he's on with me often. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cactus paria. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know. And if someone else knows, okay? I mean, ha! Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.